In the past, businesses may have stuck to financial key performance indicators when it came to business reporting. However, today, with the consumers becoming increasingly aware of environmental concerns, sustainability is no longer just a buzzword. Today, companies across the globe are seeking ways to meaningfully incorporate sustainability metrics into business reporting. Today's episode with Christian Polovka is all about the importance of sustainability reporting and how SAP sustainability performance management enables holistic business success. As always, my name is Akshay Mola and I'm a Senior Business Development Specialist at SAP S4HANA Solution Management and Go-To-Market. And you're listening to SAP Experts Podcast. My guest today, Christian Polivka, is a director at SAP S4HANA Solution Management, specializing in SAP solution around environment, health and safety, EHS. In this role, Christian is responsible for the solution go-to-market and overall strategy. Christian brings more than 10 years of experience with SAP's EHS solutions and joined SAP in 2011 through the acquisition of TechniData, where he held positions in consulting, pre-sales and business development. Prior to SAP, Christian was employed at an EHS business consultancy where he faced the EHS challenges of manufacturing industry on a daily basis. It was during that time that he developed a passion for how software could dramatically support environment and safety practitioners. Today, Christian draws on nearly two decades of environment, health and safety experience to drive continuous innovation. Christian holds an MBA from the University of Glasgow and a Bachelor's of Science in Environmental Engineering from the University of Cooperative Education at Karlsruhe. All of that in today's episode of SAP Experts Podcast. Well, Christian, first and foremost, welcome to SAP Experts Podcast and thank you so much for joining. Hi, Akshi. And thank you for having me. It's super exciting. So. Well, we're so excited to have you here as well. And one of the things that I'm really excited to ask you about, Christian, is that when it comes to sustainability, what was your personal motivation? How did you get involved in sustainability topics, sustainability projects, sustainability performance management? And why do you care about it personally? I see. I see. Yeah, it, it, it's actually, um, I would say I'm kind of old school in terms of how I got to the topic. It's um, I already did my first degree on um, but what these days is maybe referred to operational sustainability. So mm-hmm. I did an, an engineering a bachelor degree in um, environmental health and safety mm. and uh, basically worked as safety engineer, environmental engineer and then got into the software uh, market. And um, it, it's actually over the last couple of years where sustainability got more and more important for the companies, but also, right. let's say, on vogue in, in society. So it, it's um, nice to be associated with uh, sustainability. But um, I would say I, I'm already doing this since 25 years. And um, I also I have to admit it was because you asked for my personal motivation. Yeah, it's just great to see that the changes what we have in society 
And I actually, I do have two kids, two boys. They are now eight and 10 years. And the things they bring home from school and their this awareness, when, when we started that 20 years ago, it was kind of untouched or some exotic green people. Oh. They thought about that. But <laughs> these days, today, it's everybody is super aware of it. And um, we are responsible and we need to do it. We need to change something on that. And it's, um, it's, it just feels great to be part of that and have some impact. Absolutely, absolutely. And I like how you said that, you know, the next generation, the children, they are so aware because, yeah. yes, back in the day, it was like, okay, those environmentalists will take care of it. Governments will take care of it. Somebody somewhere will take care of this. But that is something we can no longer do, right? It's now it's up to us. The individual, the the accountability is falling on individuals, it's falling on ERPs. And I think you have something which helps uh, enterprises with that. So, Christian, for our listeners who are unaware, what is sustainability performance management all about? And why should enterprises care and monitor their sustainability KPIs? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. And... um, Sustainability performance management, it it sounds pretty dry. And of course, what is behind that? It's actually um, our ambitions here at SAP is we we didn't want to call it sustainability performance management because Mm. we are actually convinced that um, there's no need to emphasize that or articulate that explicitly we see that as one part of the business and therefore one part of the performance so nevertheless <laughs> we we decided to even in our solution which we um introduced to help our customers in that area that we include the, the name sustainability um but as i mentioned it should be really one part of what we call holistic steering and reporting. This uh, is actually a colleague of mine came up with a nice analogy. She said, uh, for a long time, business thought it's business is like doing a marathon. You run and you do one discipline, but actually it's a triathlon. Yeah, triathlons, yes. Trial, triathlon, yeah. Because uh, it's not just running, it's also swimming and cycling. Yes. And this is, I like that very much So because the business is not just um, about um, being profitable, it's also about social and environmental responsibility. Yeah. And But the main thing here is how, and this is why I like this analogy a lot, it's the common measure and with the triathlon, triathlon is the uh, being measured against time and this is what what we need to achieve here as well Um, how do you measure sustainability um, in terms of the environment and the uh, social responsibility and the impact the company has in that domains how do you measure that with the same means you do your financial reporting right and this is basically um a key challenge these days, but we see an evolution here. There's a buzzword which is called uh, integrated reporting. A lot of uh, companies are doing that these days, yes. bringing together financial and non-financial report- reporting. So non-financials is also referred to 
pre-financials or extra financials. So ESG, reporting this ESG notion got really pushed um, over the last two years, I would say. Um, investors, consumers, yes. everybody wants to have uh, transparency around that. So that's really a big thing. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, and I love the fact that you said that it is not some foreign um, separate concept. It is very much a part of the KPS that a company should be monitoring anyways. We look yeah. at our top line. We look at revenue. We look at our bottom line. We look at strategic initiatives. This should just be one of them, right? And uh, Christian, I love how personally at SAP, our, um, our mission statement also reflects that. Now it says, the last line says, with sustainability at the core. You know, improve people's life, help the world run better, sustainability at the core. And I love that about us. And what, what really stood out when you said it brought such a big smile to my face, you can see me in person, our listeners cannot, was you are using uh, the metaphor of triathlons, right? It's no longer good enough. I mean, I'm not much of a sports person, but um, I am an artist in my personal life. And, you know, we call it the triple threat, you know, people who can sing and dance and act. Mm-hmm. So it's no longer good enough to just be a one-trick pony. Enterprises now, they should know how to be a triathlete, a triple threat, be able to have sustainability also while having, you know, because folks often think that it's like this versus this. No, should I care about my money? Should I care about my bottom line? Or should I care about sustainability? And that, you know, the messaging here is, well, why not both? And not just why not both, yeah. you should be looking at all of the above. And having said that, you know, you very rightly said there was once a time where it was just okay to just look at the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Times have changed. So why is it becoming more and more relevant now? Because, you know, they, not so long ago, perhaps there's some outliers who might even say now that, ah, oh, another marketing campaign, yawn, yawn, boring, I don't care. But you know, and I can see your expression. You're like, nope, nope, that's not true. So what is so special about this time around compared to campaigns over the last few decades? How has the world changed? Why is this so much more relevant now? Yeah, and um, there is for sure several data points um, which indicate that uh, this is uh, a magnitude in terms of uh, game-changing in, in that area. Um, one of the indicators... I actually already mentioned ESG, the terminology, it's the the practitioners in that area, not just talk about sustainability. Um, I would say a couple of years, this um, abbreviation ESG was introduced, um, standing for environment, social and governance. Mm. And this is an abbreviation which was mainly uh, coined by the investor community because um, they realized they they also wanted to have a focus on that and this this was driven by consumers so how is a company performing what what is the risk associated not not just financial or reputational risk really sustainability risk and um, so they really push hard on the companies to get transparency what are your esg sustainability performance and um, the, the black rocks of this world. So basically they say we are not investing in companies who are not um, no. sourcing or producing um, sustainable anymore. Right. And, and this is back to your point. It's basically 
from 10 years ago, where I would say sustainability reporting was more of a marketing, mm. PR stuff, public relationship, one one off thing at the end of the year. Now it, it's, it changed from this perspective in the way that um, companies, if they are disclosing their performance properly and, and all these attributes, uh, it basically gives them access to capital in the end. Right. So then that's really game changing. And this goes hand in hand with everything what we see, uh, consumers' behavior change. And there's so many studies which give evidence that consumers just, it's okay for them to pay more if they are confident that the products are produced and sourced uh, sustainable. And even on the employer side, um, if you are looking for talents these days, it's it's super hard if you have a bad image in that regard. So oh, absolutely, yeah. The, the new graduates, they really want to work for a company which gives them purpose and they know they can be proud of that. So everything is interconnected and the sustainability is really on, on top of a lot of people's minds. Absolutely, absolutely. And I like that you said that, you know, people are willing to pay that extra uh percentages or go yeah. that extra mile to procure items which are more sustainability source sustain they're more sustainable in general uh i mean a little bit of that example i brought it up in a previous episode about circular economy with ej kosek how uh young um Young adults nowadays, Gen X, uh, not Gen X, but actually Gen Z and Gen Y. I'm a millennial, yeah. so they're Gen Z uh, and millennials. They are so much more willing so that they don't use single-use plastic to buy, say, a hydro flask or metal yeah. straws. Now, that might sound like very, very small. It's like, who cares about your metal straw? Well, maybe it does add up. You know, over the years, exactly. those things do add up. And more important is that, that the fact that they're willing to go that extra mile. You know, consumer behaviors are changing and we need to adapt to that consumer behavior. So for all those who say, well, I don't care about this wishy-washy stuff, show me the money. Well, that's where the money is is there at. Uh, There is a customer segment waiting for the money. And by the way, for all of those who are interested more on these sustainability topics related to circular economy, like uh, Christian Reiter talked about, like how you can actually gain capital by being more sustainable, there is also an episode of Circular Economy, which I'll be linking down below as well. So you can go ahead and check that out later after this episode. But, you know, so I just spoke about, Christian, about naysayers. You know, people who are like, nah, boring. But I would want to believe, and I I think I do believe that, most individuals, most enterprises, they want to do the right thing. Uh, Their their hearts are in the right place, but uh, they are not sure how to go about it. They are like, okay, I want to be sustainable, but how can you help me? So how are we empowering our customers to be more of a sustainable and intelligent enterprise? And perhaps you can share some examples of how we help our customers with sustainability performance management. Yeah, yeah. Um, First, before jumping into the details of that, um, it's actually sad (laughs) that it took that long, I would would say. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you say you believe that uh, people want to do good and companies want to do, right. do good, um, this is true. But um, we have seen in the past, in the end, it's all about being profitable and yeah. making money. So it, it took that long that the, to have the, the paradigm impact, shift. Yeah, that the impact of being not sustainable and being not perceived mm-hmm. as a sustainable company is really impacting them badly. 
on the bottom line. So th therefore, um, yeah, it took us a while. We're now there. And um, how can SAP help? So it's, as I mentioned, this um, integrated reporting is getting more and more as a standard. So the financial and non-financials are growing together. And um, with this push for hyper-transparency, um, and it's also that the companies are very much under pressure because there are tons of different standards out there. It's, it's basically... There, there are all these requirements for being sustainable and uh, reporting and disclosing um, ESG performance, but it's not like in the financial world where we have this IFRS reporting standard, which is just set and everybody does it. Okay. In the EHS world, we don't have that. That makes it more complicated and mm. challenging for the companies because um, I found one article which actually said that there are more than 5,000 uh, KPIs in What? different standards, mm. which are basically thrown at the companies. So right. it's really people talk about the alphabet soup, it's GRI, DCFD, SASB. Yeah, there's so DCA. many abbreviations, which I don't yeah. know what they mean. It, it, all of them mean different um, reporting standards and frameworks, which um, and in the end, our customers are there and say, okay, what, what should I follow now? I mean, because there's always this fear, if I'm not um, going after this um, reporting standard, then someone out there will perceive I'm not doing good enough. Or if, but there's there's so too much basically, right. so they need to prioritize, and um, because it's enormous effort, and it, we see some kind of um, um, harmonization or conversion of these standards, but it's it's super slow and it's it's not in a way um, we would envision it. Like to see it obviously going faster. IFRS announced that they will include that. Um, there will be a first publication mid next year. So we hope to get more clarity on that. So therefore, what SAP can do, obviously, our benefit is that a lot of these, in the end, companies need to manage this process, the processes. Um, this is also, I mean, 10 years ago, at the end of the, the year, emails were sent around and some students or some company uh, department did put right. it together make some dashboards and put it in a glossy report. Right. Um, but this was basically after the fact and just putting some nice lipstick on it. But we want to make clear, if you want to have an impact, you also, based on the insight, you need to be able to change and improve the performance as well. That's why for us, it's really important. First, this at the inside and then do the performance management. So identify where are, where do we have bad impact on sustainability and make sure you are having the tools and the means to positively impact that. And having said that, it, it's basically uh, a natural need to have the transactional system to manage these processes. And uh, SAP does a lot of that. I mean, we, we have applications to manage the entire supply chain right. ac across the 
companies in the supply chain right internally manufacturing processes external delivery everything can be done with sap and here the the, the cross um, nature of sustainability comes really into play it's not one application which does the job it really needs to be something it's more a philosophy which goes into the intelligent enterprise basically and goes across all the applications and if you then manage these processes properly it's just as a side effect to get the data sucked out of that or have access to that and having this insight the visibility and this is what we currently do sap is investing enormously in all kinds of different applications to add the sustainability features and then um, it's this performance management layer on top which is just having access to that right and this is then the easy part actually the, the heavy lifting is really to embed the dimensions into the day-to-day -day processes and the transactional mm. systems and then basically getting the insight and then you can do a bit of magic and say, okay, we need to improve this and that. That was a long talking. <laughs> no, that, that was perfect because, you know, this gives a lot of insights. Because when I heard the first time, the first time I heard the term, okay, sustainability performance management, I imagined a beautiful dashboard, which is has shades of green in it. That's what I imagined, right? Like, okay, sustainability KPS, a beautiful dashboard. I can show yeah. up to folks and say, oh, look how awesome my company is. Now, what you said, and I love that about SAP, right? Anybody can create a beautiful dashboard. Indeed, yeah. You know, it's but not what enough. A, it's not enough. What about all the heavy lifting that goes behind the scenes? Where is this data coming from? Because guess what? I can make a beautiful dashboard out of Excel. At the end of the day, I can. And uh, I can made up, make up my own KPIs. I can make up my own numbers. But meaningless statistics, meaningless data leads to meaningless dashboards. What does that mean? Those are not actionable insights. Exactly, exactly. So we have to gather these actionable insights from within the system. Yeah, and a lot of our customers do have exactly this challenge. Uh, in, in this area, a lot of it's, it's not that we have find all the data in SAP applications. It, this is also right. not the case. That's that not would the case. be too naive. Hmm. But the, the tools we put in place is to have solid processes to do the data gathering, have approval processes and workflows, because in the end, you want to, and I talked a lot of with these people who are responsible in the companies, and often they are not believing in the data because they right. say that went through so many hands and like, nobody would say that open. Yeah, but so our ambition is really to get it out of the box as much as possible. And if the systems, underlying systems are not there, then, of course, the tools also need to be in place to do proper data gathering. So in the end, that reliable data is available. Because mm. the next thing is also, there will be a time, and this will come soon, where this performance will also be subject to auditing. So oh, the yeah. EYs and PWCs of this world will also look at the performance, the sustainability performance in a similar way as they look these days in onto the financial performance. And of course, they, they are uh, very strict and they want yes. to clearly see where's the data coming from, who touched it, on which basis. So everything needs to be super 
waterproof in terms of uh, reliable. Absolutely, absolutely. We cannot be patting ourselves on the back without reliable data. So with that said, uh, sustainability performance management, as you mentioned yourself, there's so much going on behind the scenes. It is quite the detailed, comprehensive topic consisting of so many KPIs. Having said that, what are some of the metrics, according to you, that a sustainability manager or rather any company in today's day and age should be prepared to answer that, okay, yes, I am ready with these KPIs. Like, which are those KPIs? Um, what would you say? That, that's really a tough one because it's, uh, if, if we look at the GRI, for example, there are hundreds of KPIs. Right. And um, this is just one framework. So, and there are other frameworks looking at different KPIs. Um, it's actually, we, we see, I, I mentioned there, there is some kind of harmonization. These standards are getting together. It's also kind of best practice is evolving. There is the World Economic Forum came out with a guidance on um, measuring capitalism. It's a 21 matrix they are introduced and that's looking at different standards um, mm. it takes something from gri some from sasb tcfd so kind really kind of a selection of best practice kpis and um, but we still see it really depends on the region and on the industry mm. what is relevant for Absolutely. you as a company so therefore I, i'm really struggling to say um, what is most relevant um carbon emissions is of course, key yeah. for mm -hmm. a lot of uh, companies and industries uh, safety but also on the social responsibility well-being um no inequality in these kind of dimensions are always um, presented in the frameworks Absolutely. And they should definitely have their place there. Absolutely. And I really like, Christian, the fact that you said that, yes, it is hard for me to say which of these would be the you know most important. And why that's so important, why I liked you saying that, because it highlights the importance of nuance and how complex mm -hmm. this topic is, how big this topic is, because oh, yeah. one size does not fit all. Because And this is something that came up with uh, my previous uh, circular... Uh, 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 circular economy topic of uh, the podcast with Egypt Kosek as well, in which I said, okay, we can talk about here in the US, I, I live in the US and North America about recycling. We can talk about that in uh, Europe as well, but there are some nations where like, well, we do not have the infrastructure to have a proper recycling oh, yeah. program. So, you know, nuance matters and different industries would obviously have different um, uh, things that they care about and different standards, different K K uh, KPIs, which actually make sense for them. So yes, one size does not fit all. And that highlights how complex this topic is, how comprehensive this topic is. And in a way, it highlights the importance of having sustainability performance management. I so, <laughs> so uh, one of the things I really like, which I would love to hear more from you, some folks would be like, okay, sustainability performance management equals to reporting. So if you're reporting embedded reports, all that jazz, but that's it. You see a scorecard. You don't see uh, any way that you can improve. You don't see a path forward. What do you have to say about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm, I'm, I'm glad you bring that up because uh, this is really crucial. And um, I think you, you touched it already earlier. It's, it's not just a dashboard. It, it's really about having proper measurement of the impact. Um, so basically normalizing the sustainability performance also in the context of the company. And based on that, deciding where do we have most impact? So really um, putting abatement projects in place and um, deciding if we have a certain target. Most of the companies these days do have sustainability targets right. around emissions or other social components. But um, it's really um, most of them even don't know to, how to get a hand around right. that. So, so therefore, first is do proper measurement, normalize it, and really understand it and then do what are the the actually the, the value drivers behind that do some simulations and then decide where to put investments on to improve their performance and th this is what we see as a key component of our applications in that area to go the extra mile to improve the performance then later on absolutely so as we're coming towards uh, the end of our podcast, I want to throw a challenge towards Christian. Okay, I'm going to put him on the spot. So Christian, uh, imagine you are, it's the post-COVID world and we are back in being outside, in being in these big, big events. And we meet face-to-face -face in one of those big seminars. And I'm a skeptic and I'm like, Christian, why should I care? Sustainability performance management, sell it to me. What would you be your elevator pitch for sustainability performance management? Go. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, you mentioned COVID. That is also a good example. Hmm. So it, it, it's basically, we, we approach more and more times where our performance, speaking of a company performance, cannot be measured solely on the financial dimension anymore. And um, society kind of uh, got this matured, I would say, and got this yes. awareness. And now we also see that the financial markets also embrace on that. So, and therefore I would say, if you as a company not really embrace on that and understand that and embed it in your philosophy, you will be left behind. So wow. it's, if you look at it as a competitive advantage, that still emphasize that it's something special. I would say it's just, it will get one of the standards and normals of it. Absolutely. So get with the program or you would be left behind. I love that message, Christian. So with that, anything you would want to plug in as we close or anything that maybe we haven't covered that you would like to share with us and where can our listeners follow you? Okay, I think we, we we touched all the main points. It's maybe I I hope I was not too skeptic or too negative around that. I don't want to <laughs> frighten the listeners and there are so many KPIs. What should I do? Um, that's not the message I want to bring across. It it's definitely a topic with which should be um, handled with respect and and um, urgency. Yes. Mm. Um, and I can just recommend the companies to really get their head around that and start with it. 
and um, make a first pick in terms of what you want to report against. And the, the, the main thing is, as I said, you need to also do some change in your organization, uh, adjust some processes and the actual reporting in the end is the final step, but get get this change process already started and then you can take it then from there later on. So that would be the, the last message. Don't hesitate, just go hard. Absolutely, absolutely. Like Christian said that, yes, not one size fits all, but that's a good thing because you have sustainability performance management to be that guiding factor, to be the trusted advisor. Uh, so that's where you have some help as well and uh, I will also be linking an article that Christian was very kind to share with me before the podcast was recorded and I will also be dropping his LinkedIn so you all can follow him as well with that Christian this was wonderful thank you so much for sharing all these wonderful nuggets of information regarding sustainability performance management thank you so much for joining us <laughs> I thank you what's really a pleasure thanks a lot all right Bye. Bye-bye.